This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from Ephesians 2. The verses are 11 through 22. And the title of this week's lesson is Before and After. And the text reads from the New King James, Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross thereby putting death to the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Praise God's holy and divine word. Paul calls on those faithful Christians in Ephesus and by extension, those of us in the Lord's church today, to remember what we used to be when we were outside the ark of safety and keep our focus now on the hope that is present in our lives today as a result of God's grace and mercy. In the Old Testament, Gentiles commonly meant non-Jews or the, the nations. However, as we continue through the New Testament, the word Gentile often comes to mean a non-Christian. In the Old Testament economy, all humankind was divided into those who were the people of God, blessed by having received the law of Moses, and those who were not. In Christ, the saved, whether of Jewish or Gentile heritage, are those who have come to God and are the people of God. Previously, Gentiles were not Jews. Today, Gentiles are non-Christians. Every person is a Gentile according to the flesh. Before coming to Christ, all were Gentiles. Our lesson text, Ephesians 2, 11 through 22, depicts the difference gospel obedience makes in our lives. Although Paul is specifically addressing Gentile believers in the passage, 
His point refers to all who were without a faithful relationship with Jesus Christ. Before gospel obedience, we are, we all are without Christ, being aliens from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Verse 12, after gospel obedience, we are brought near by the blood of Christ. Verse 13, Jesus makes all the difference. This explains why Paul's letter to the Ephesians stresses the importance of being in Christ. We read in chapter 1 and verse 3, chapter 4, or chapter 1, verse 4, chapter 1, verse 7, 11, 13, chapter 2, verse 6, and chapter 2, verse 10. Stresses the importance of being in Christ. Before we obey the gospel, we are hopelessly distant from God. Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, Isaiah 59 and verse 2. We, are, we were all an iniquitous people. After we obey, we are brought near by the blood of Christ, Ephesians 2.13. Jesus' blood paid the ransom for our sins. With it, he purchased the church. Acts 20, verse 28. By it, we are redeemed, Ephesians 1 and verse 7, and washed in the King James. Freed, notice Revelation 1 and 5 in the NIV. We contact his blood when we are baptized into his death, Romans 6 and verse 3. Through baptism, our sins are washed away, resulting in the pledge of a good conscience toward God, 1 Peter 3, verse 21, NIV. Those who formerly were aliens and strangers become citizens by submitting to God's plan. When this occurs, hopelessness is replaced by confident expectation. Notice verse 11 and 12. Here we have that description of the pre-Christian condition of Gentile Christians. Physically, they lacked the ancient sign of the covenant. Politically, they had no past historical connection with Israel's national or religious life. And spiritually, they had no knowledge of the true and living God. Verse 13 describes the way to unite people to one another. The way is to unite them all to God. Jesus brought former sinners to God by shedding his blood for them and therefore reconciling them to God. Jesus said, I lay down my life for the sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they hear my voice, and they shall become one flock, one shepherd. John 10, verse 5 through verse 16. There were among those both Jews and Gentiles who would hear his voice. These he would call into the one fold by his bloodshed, his life laid down for us. 
that we might all be one fold. That Jesus is described as our peace, verse 14, accords with both prophecies about him. For to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9 and 6. And in Jesus' own words, before his death, he declared, Peace, I, live, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, verse 27. Jesus has overcome the world. Six, uh, John 16, verse 33 in the NIV. Jesus made peace between Jews and Gentiles when he removed the middle wall of separation, Ephesians 2 and verse 14. Before Jesus' death, individuals lived under the burden of previous sin, Hebrews 10 verses 1 through 4. Because we are in Christ, we have reason to hope for an inheritance we have the blessed anticipation that hope in eternal life will be ours. The blessing that has been promised to us in Christ is the hope that though we are sojourners in this world, our home is in the world to come. We anticipate all the benefits that come from there, and from there we expect every possible good. We have a living hope that is unseen. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Romans eight twenty four through 25. The model of the Christian who lives in hope will always be Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed so that he became the father of many nations, Romans 4 and verse 18. Jesus became a man so that the law of Moses with all its commands and ordinances could be put out of the way. This was done by causing it to cease being a law in force where there had been a legal separation of people, that division would no longer exist. Verse 16. Sin still stood between us and God, actually making us an enemy of the Father. Your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Isaiah 59, 2. Jesus came to make an offering for sin so that Jew and Gentile would have a way to be reconciled to God, to become friends with God. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19. 
This reconciliation takes place in the one body, which Paul has described as the church, by Christ's death and the blood shed on the cross. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. Verse 17 in our lesson today reads, And came and preached peace to you. After the passion of Jesus on the cross, the apostles and prophets of the first century, led by the Holy Spirit, proclaimed the faith message in recognition, subservience, and glory to a Savior who had died and that God had raised from the dead. Verse 20. These messengers were the ones who proclaimed Jesus as the foundation. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 11. Verse 21 reads, being fitted together. What unites Christians is a mindset that says Christ is in charge and we all agree to obey him that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10. If we can have the attitudes which, which Christ commanded us, Ephesians 4 verses 1 through 3, and if we believe the truths that Christ has commanded us, Ephesians 4 verses 4 through 6, then we have unity. He himself put to death the enmity, verse 16. He gives to those who are alienated from God access to the Spirit, verse 18. In him, aliens and strangers are fellow citizens and members of the household of God, verse 19. Christ constitutes the living relation of humanity to God. He is the cornerstone the crisis as well as the ground of our existence. We are united in Christ on our faith journey, built on hope and promise. We are all at our best in Christ as building blocks of a single house. This singular focus on Christ allows us to seek peace on earth as both a possibility and a mandate. This lesson is yours. Thanks for listening, friends. I pray that something has been said that is both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson comes from Ephesians 3, verses 1 through 13, and is titled, The Mystery Revealed. Let's pray one for another. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your long-suffering. Thank you for your demonstrated love and the sacrifice of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all the many blessings you shower down on us each day. We seek your will to do those things that will bring you glory through our daily walk. We seek edification and clarity in Jesus Christ. We seek that peace that passeth all understanding. 
We come with petitions on our hearts and mind for those who stand afar off, those who do not know you yet. We pray for space and time that they may come to know you before it is eternally too late. We pray for those going in and out, coming out of surgeries, those on their bed of affliction. We know you're the physician who has never lost a patient, and if it be your will, Father, give us all those things we stand in need of this day to be called your children. We pray that something has been said in this lesson that is inspiring and is able to create in us a zealous heart of mind to continue to serve you. Thank you, Father, for sitting high and looking low, being present, and being available for our prayers. Thank you, for it's in Christ Jesus' holy name we ask it all. Amen. Let us reach out in Christian love and communicate with our Christian brothers and sisters this week. Let us praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let us count it all joy. Stay safe. Bye for now.